Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone. And that was the little ghost of the little girl speaking. Yeah, what was that? Ghost in the pool, the little girl in the pool room. You sound terrible. You, honest to God, it sounds like you're in the bathroom. I am in the bathroom. Well, get, off the, get off the joint and get on the paper. Anyway. I, no, we can't. We're going to have to suffer it because to get us in the bathroom, we have to join our special guest tonight. All right, fine. There you go. Bloody Mary. So we have to be in the bathroom. Yeah, for Bloody Mary. Yeah. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Oh. oh, there you go. So anyways, this is my uh, last show. I just want to let everybody know because uh, I received in the mail today that I have uh, official notification that I have just just won 1327940000 dollars not Peter Popoff Ministries again, is it? Yeah, no, no. This is uh, this is legit because it's got a stamp on it, so uh, oh, it's okay. official. Well, bye. So, bye. Oh, wait a minute. I can get the bye. annuity and get bye. two no, no, we'll, million we'll dollars it from here now. Bye. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I, New England's own Van Helsing with uh, with Ghost Chronicles International. You're now listening to the new host, <laughs> me, and my co-host tonight uh, from the land of the Welsh dragon. There's two Welsh people here tonight. I'm English. <laughs> You're honorary Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> You've had this conversation. <laughs> so good evening and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, coming to you from the land of the Red Dragon, where tonight we're joined by... Steve's bathroom. Yeah, in Steve's bathroom by Dylan Jones. Good evening. And we're plotting the downfall of... Um, yeah, well, we're actually working on those radio scripts for you, Rob. Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, really. Okay. Okay. Now I get it. Now I get. Uh, now I get echo. Wonderful. <laughs> do you not want us to work on the radio scripts? Uh, just, just go on and do it. I, I'm, I'm going to take the rest of the show off. I got to go cash my check anyway for well, two that, billion dollars. That much money, with that much money, why would you want to even be here? I know. I'm just like, gone. I'll see you. Like, so what are the plans to spend it on? Are you going to buy another EDI meter? I think I've got to go to Wendy's. No, that was yeah. good. That's yeah, I'm right. gonna get. I gotta. I'm gonna order from the full full size menu now, not the uh, four dollar four for four. So, yeah, yeah he never had to treat a lady. He took Life me out is... when we were in New England, four for four dollars, and then he wow. made me pay for my own. He didn't. He did. He I did. did. I he did. did. Oh, he goodness. did. Anyway, so we're looking at. Um, we're going to try a radio script tonight. We thought we'd give it a whirl. Dylan knows nothing about this. I've just thrown it at him. No, no, you can't. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out. We, we, we cannot, you're, cannot you're, do a radio script tonight. I'm sorry. Why it, you, yeah. it, it requires a great deal of preparation. There's got to be music and, and all that other crap. I mean, you, you just can't throw this on. Well, we've got a million-dollar budget now for one show. Well, as long as you eat at Wendy's, yeah. <laughs> the Teller of Curious Tales. It says the announcer should have a low, quiet voice. See, you can't do that. You, you, you're just messing it all up. 
Yeah, so we're going to be working on this for upcoming episodes. What it is, it's, we believe, we have acquired a series of 1950s or 1960s radio ghost story scripts. Some of them are 1957. true. 1957. Yeah, 1957. Um, ghost scripts for radio. There's, there's about 25, about 50 different... I've only got 666 on the top page. Wow. That's really weird. It, yeah. It has as well, look. Have any of them got clowns in it? Uh, no. Oh. Any Pokemon? Pokemon? No. No, no clowns. So what we're going to do is Dylan, who is Dylan, tell them about tell them who you are. Well, you've got a voice for radio. I've got the voice for radio. And, and me I, and Ron have got the face for radio. Oh, I, I would never say that about the pair of you. Although I have been watching the videos of you um, <laughs> <laughs> in New England being lost, looking for radio. What videos? It's a rather interesting footage of his visit to the uh, the fair country of yours, Ron. No. I don't, I don't know about these. Do you remember when when you and I went hunting in Salem, and I took the GoPro with me? Oh. Uh, well, That's yeah, I I downloaded the footage, and it's actually well, it had Dylan laughing for. It's not, it's not posted anywhere, right? right. Not yet. So. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Is it funny? It's like, what? Well, you'll, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. I, I want you to know that right now. <laughs> and he can afford a lawyer now. He can. Anyway, he can. paranormal. And, of course, being as we're from the land of the Welsh dragon, and Dylan, for a moment, thought I was Welsh, I'll, uh, I'll probably finish the rest of the show with a Welsh accent. There we are, then. Is that a good Welsh accent? That's not a good Welsh accent. Oh, no. One then. How do we do a Welsh accent, then? Start, start talking in Welsh. Shriki, borda. Clack, clack, clack. <laughs> yeah, we are listening to Ghost, what's formerly known as Ghost Chronicles International. No, no, post it off as somebody else's show so we don't get blamed for this. <laughs> You're listening to um, who's my friend? Oh, stir it, stirring the quadrum with uh, Marla Brooks on yeah. Parax. There you go. Yeah, this is the. the I am Marla. The little boy in the in the pool room. Yes, and, and I am Mala. Uh, I, I had a uh, transplant. Nice. You anyway, you can afford so it. I, I want no association with the show whatsoever, so there you go. <sighs> I've got to go spend my money at Wendy's. Do <laughs> you know how many four-fours I could get with $2 billion? $2 billion? It was a million and a half a minute ago. Oh, no, it? no, I misread it. Oh, it's yes, two billion. Actually, it's well it, annuity. It's two billion, well, but cash, cash payout is one million three hundred twenty-seven million one billion three hundred twenty-seven million nine hundred forty thousand dollars. There you go. So I could get a lot. I could feed a small country with Wendy's four for fours. You could feed whales for that amount. You could own whales. <laughs> no, they, they eat a lot of whales. If you, yeah, I, I, never mind. I'm not going to touch that. But anyway. 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 So I'm back safe. Thank you for your. Um, thank you for asking. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so we, we in the future we will have these amazing ghost strips scripts scripts on the show. And, yeah. And and sh- with with strippers. <laughs> That's my my show. Never mind. Ghost strippers. Ghost strippers. Hey, listen, just having a new idea. Yeah. Hey, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did, did you see the latest video on uh, just released of the ghost ship on uh, the Great Lakes? No. Oh. Ghost ship we were involved with last week, is it? No, it's a different one. 
Nathan, how many how many four by four for four dollars meals can Ron get for two billion dollars? There you go. That'll keep Nathan busy for the next two minutes. Yeah. Nathan is our new universal resource. Instatistician. Yeah. See, when the, on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, mm-hmm. Nathan is in the studio and he is like the go-to person right. for all the sort of difficult, awkward questions. Yeah. Obviously, oh, it's like to call him the gopher. I said the go-to. Um, I said gopher. All right, the gopher. But obviously, for the next generation, because we are international. Yeah. Um, we we rely on Nathan's expertise in our chat room to oh, help us out when things get sticky. So I think he'd be quite busy. He normally is very busy. Yeah. Mm. Here we go. Anyways, that's a lot of lots of Wendy food. Yes. Mm. Hey John, are you okay down there in Florida after your uh, two two billion dollars and four dollars? Uh, the, the Wendy's four dollars for for four for four dollars meals. If, if you're in trouble, let me know, John. I'll send you a four for four, no problem. So, and John, of course, has just survived Matthew. Mm. Yeah, that could have been exactly bad. Anyway, yeah. our guest tonight <coughs> is Raven, a hurricane. Is Jeff a is big producer and um, and cleric Dylan Jones, who has joined me here in West Wales uh, whilst we're discussing some new video. Uh, project ideas and also these important radio scripts now some time ago i i was fortunate enough to acquire a series of radio scripts which don't have a date on but judging by um the sort of style of them the uh the, the paper etc we've we've sort of kind of dated them to the late 1950s or early 1960s and i would suggest that they're probably from an American for four dollars yeah uh, from an American radio station because there's, there's a although there are some European tales there are also some American stories uh, the whole thing is uh, hung around a the teller of curious tales so if anybody actually does recall any of these stories by the teller of curious tales on American radio, any of the people listening on the podcast can help us out with this, trying to identify when this may have been broadcast. There were 25 episodes that we know of because we have scripts for 25 episodes. Uh, no, I lie, there are 26 episodes. Um, each one has three stories. Um, so if you can help us out with the teller of curious tales, we can't find any resources on the internet. Um but we would welcome your assistance. And what we're going to try and do over the coming months, with the help of Dylan, yep. who works in radio, mm-hmm. he owns a radio, in fact. <clears throat> I do. He does. He owns his own radio station. And uh, we're going to try and make them for Go International. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Carry on. Aren't we? We are going to do our very best. These scripts look absolutely fascinating. Um, got my money here. Busy counting it out. Mm-hmm. During the Middle Ages, and even up to comparatively recent times, the dreaded cry of play who, play who, plague, plague, ran through the cities. And ovary human boring. That is boring. Be, what, are, be, what are you talking about now? I was reading it for episode one. No, 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 no scream. No, 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 no. You can't give any hints away. The Cigarto. John Elliot was dead. Don't make me go over there. Episode 12. John Elliott was dead. So I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, Jeff Belanger, who was in the UK. I don't, don't think he's here now. I think he's somewhere no, in he's, I think he's got back safely. 
Did he? Oh, that's that's amazing. So, so Jeff, our commiserations. That's thirty three hundred uh, three hundred thirty one thousand nine hundred sixty five meals with the cash payout. I don't know about that. That doesn't seem right. Uh, if it's two billion, well, what would be three one nine eight five times four? I don't know. Well, that would be no. That's wrong as well, isn't it? Something's wrong here. Yeah. Ah, I wonder if you get a discount for bulk buying. Oh, no, you have to buy a Wendy's. And then... <laughs> hey, actually, why don't I just buy a Wendy's and then I can just keep making them forever? Anyway, we have a guest tonight. We're ignoring our guest. No, no, I'm finding this absolutely fascinating because in the UK, I don't know if you've Sociological seen study. Yeah, right? talking of food, Denny's want to open chains in the UK now. And they're asking for people who are interested to uh, to stamp up, I think it was one and three quarter million to, um, to join Ryan in. Oh, there you go. So, me. Ron could do it. Yeah. They, they want to fund it? They opened up a fund me count? I think that would be a great idea. Hey, you want to hear a neat story about uh, uh, Denny's anyways, is that uh, for years, Denny's <laughs> has been open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I, I, I can't remember how long ago, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't that long ago. They actually decided to close on Christmas, and they oh. had to go out and get locksmiths to put locks in all the freaking doors. That's terrible. Why? Was, well, I think I think Denny should be open twenty four hours. I think it's fantastic. Well, it was, well, but yeah, but they lost the key to the front uh, door. Yeah, it's I, been so it was so long. They had actually had put all new locks in on Denny's because uh, yeah, they never locked it up. Oh, I quite like Denny's. I was in Florida about eight weeks ago, and on the last morning, we had a big Denny's breakfast, and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The British are so well known for their gourmet cooking. <laughs> Actually, we are. I, I, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute Dylan. I, 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 I don't want to get chastised, Dylan. Are you English, British, Welsh, Scottish, Irish, or French? Welsh and British. And British. Ugh, so confusing. <laughs> Explain to him the United Kingdom. Uh, John, uh, the reason he won't buy, I don't know why he won't buy the Playboy Mansion, um, however, for 850... All the Playboy thousand, models are old as me, so... It, for yeah, $150,000, the, the Amityville house is still for sale. Ooh. It's still on the market for $850,000. You could open it In up. fact, they dropped the price 100000 from the original 950. Um, it was on the... I was reading it yesterday that it's only 850000 US. But they've taken out the they've taken out those two distinctive quarter like windows either side oh. of the, on That's the a mistake. top floor. That's a mistake. I would I would put them back. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Playboy Mansion, you know that uh, Jeff Belanger, uh, they actually used to have this show about the Playboy Mansion on TV, and it shows one of the playmates taking a book from the shelf, and it was uh, Jeff Belanger's ghost, uh, I forget which one it was, the Encyclopedia of Haunted Places, I think it was. So there you go. In fact, I contributed to that, so that I guess that would be my book too then. Hmm, just saying. It wasn't, it wasn't Ghost in the, Ghost Today or Ghost Chronicles. No, unfortunately not. No. So John wants to know, uh, what part of Florida did you have Denny's in, uh, Dylan? We were staying on uh, at the bottom end of International Drive, just down by Discovery Cove and SeaWorld. John, Johnny's in Florida. He's Johnny's been, in Florida. He's just survived Hurricane Matthew. I hope you're okay, John. Um, we, he's fine, the roof's missing. But uh, right, fine. he's okay, that's, that's good. Right. So I love Florida. Skyline in. Yeah. It's my third time in Florida, and I absolutely love it there. 
Did you see me? I waved to you when you flew over. I, I thought it was you. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I did wave back. Wind had picked up. You didn't see John <laughs> flying over. I, I even took my baseball cap off so you could see the reflection off my head. <laughs> I did. I thought it must have been you. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we got to talk about anything really serious today, or is this yeah, going we, down this road? We are, we are called Ghost Chronicles International for a reason. Um, yes. I can't remember what the reason was, but we are called Chronicle for a reason. And we have Dylan, who who has made a number of programs relating to the paranormal. Yeah, like and real if, programs, or it's just yeah, like with YouTube, like real programs. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, got to got to distract you here. Um, how's the iguana? Uh, she's sitting right here next to me. Because we now have a new haunted object uh, for, to bring over for the Cabinet of Curiosities 2017. That's a cigarette. Well, I've just given it away now. Yeah, you have. <laughs> so you don't want me to tell you about the new haunted object? Oh, we may as well, since you spilled the beans. Well, all I'm going to say then, um, and I'll let yes. people Google it, is we have a frozen Charlotte doll that was found in a, ch- in a graveyard in Germany. Oh, and since being rescued from said graveyard, um, the sound of running children has been heard wherever Frozen Charlotte's doll has been mm-hmm. placed. So Frozen Charlotte will be joining me next year on the trip over. That's amazing. Well, I thought you'd like that because he's better than the bloody iguana. If you say so. <laughs> so I won't I won't bring it then. Should uh, I just, uh, just uh, leave Frozen Charlotte uh, here? Besides, it'll go, it'll go nice with my 17th century cross. You haven't. <laughs> Nothing. Move along. Do, do, do iguanas burn? No, no, no. Yours might. So anyways, um, that was, it was an interesting trip. Uh, Spirit Quest was, was extremely good, as, as always. Uh, we had a lot of fun. With the uh, what the heck was the theory this year? What was it called? Oh yeah, angels and demons. That's what was it. Yep, that was it. And uh, yeah, it, it was kind of interesting. Uh, you know what? One of the coolest things was is that um, of course I did a presentation on the Shroud of Turin, and I had a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and oh, then yeah. um, people were taking their uh, selfies with Jesus, which was pretty cool. You know, better than Peter Popov could do. We actually could take selfies with Jesus. But anyways, the photographs they took, uh, which is part of the shroud thing, were actually better than the the, the item itself. So it became more landscape and uh, negative. So it was more uh, distinctive than on the shroud itself. So that that was amazing. A lot of people, of course, if those people had gone to see my presentation, they would have been not amazed. But that's nice side of the point. so that was kind of a neat thing, and I wanted to mention that, uh, you know, that was that proved a little point. So anyway, and of course, Steve did this fabulous one on uh, uh, battlefield ghosts and uh, totally destroyed any hope of angels on the battlefield. Um, actually, well, I didn't. <laughs> that was very disingenuous of you, because my talk was well received by the two people that were in the room. Really? They, they both said it was really good. One of them was talking behind your back. Nah, you see. 
Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good time though. We we did uh, a lot of fun things. Steve had uh, staring with mirrors, which was excellent. I mean, yeah. You know. Speaking of which, how was the hall of mirrors? What's that? How was the hall of mirrors? Not for another couple of weeks. Seriously? A week from tonight. Oh, that'd be so cool. Because um, in a couple of weeks, I'm our former guests on the show, um, the Reverend Paul and Debbie. Um, uh-huh. Uh, no, Reese. That actually sounds like them. Paul Daniels, doesn't it? And Debbie, Debbie McGee. Um, they're coming over to uh, Circles of Wisdom. Um, You'll like it. Not a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> been at the red wine again. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that was this week. No, no, a week from uh, today, actually. Oh, okay. a week from tonight. We'll have to see how uh, how we get on with the uh, the, the Hall of Mirrors. Ooh. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be at Circles of Wisdom next Tuesday. You can sign up if you go to uh, Circles of Wisdom deb- uh, website or call 978-474-8010, 978-474-8010. And Debbie and Debs, excuse me, Debs and Paul Reeves come all the way from Steve's house to uh, just hey, about but, but, down yeah. the street, yeah. stone, th- stone throw away to... Uh, visit me at the Circles of Wisdom. So, there you go. Maybe they'll bring me iguana. I don't know. You've got an iguana. Hey, I'll tell you what they might bring you. Oh, no, uh, we've already seen one. A magnetic Ouija board. <laughs> 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 yeah, my, fa- my favorite find for the entire trip was, in fact, a $3,000 replica William Fold 1890s uh, edition. Um, $3,000. $3,000. What are you complaining about? That's only like, uh, you know, what, 1,500 pounds or something? No, 2,000 pounds? I'm just looking out there. How many, how many, um, yeah, how many Wendy's meals would that buy? But three thousand dollars for an 1895 uh, replica William mm. Fold Ouija board, um, complete with magnets and wires. Did the original have magnets and wires? No. Ah, no. Uh, I think well, that's. I know of. You don't know I, that for a fact. Have you seen the original? Yes, actually, I have. And in fact, many people who have been to Spirit Quest in previous years have seen the original. Because if you you remember him, um, one of our one of our presenters at Spirit Quest, bringing one of the original early edition Ouija boards. Yeah, not the original. Not the original, because the original. Well, did they have PP3 batteries in 1895? Might have. You never know. Did they have magnets? They had them back in Babylonia, so maybe they used a Babylonian battery to to use it. Had they invented magnets in 1895? This is getting nowhere tonight, is it? <laughs> no, get serious now, because we've already gone through almost half the show. With... 23, yeah, 23 minutes into the show, and we still haven't introduced the guest. Mm. Lucy. <clears throat> so our, tonight, our guest tonight is Lucy. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Uh, it's it's great, great to speak with you, Dylan. Uh, you know, thank you so much for coming aboard. And uh, uh, so what's up? Uh, you've produced many uh, documentaries or something like that, and you're about to tell us. I think that's the last we were where we were last time. So that, that, that's indeed where we were. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've produced uh, a few documentaries now, and of course, did that fantastic one about uh, Steve Parsons. That got us into trouble. That got us into a lot of trouble this week. Last week, yeah. Um, While I was in America, I was getting into trouble in in, in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> because right, the- explain, wait a minute. What do you mean it got you into trouble? Well, Dylan got me into trouble in Britain while I was in America. 
Well, well explain it. You just can't do it. I'll explain all. Answer the man. I did a, I did a documentary uh, on Steve Parsons called The Ghost Hunter, looking oh, at how he investigates the paranormal. Oh, uh, now, I interviewed Steve, and I also filmed a group who run uh, event nights over in the UK, because probably likewise in America, they are very, very popular. Um, so I filmed this one particular location. Um, lots of women turned up to be um, taking part in the event. Interestingly, no men. That's a different story. Really? Um, yeah. It, the, the par- over here, a lot of women tend to go to these kind of uh, events. So that's why Steve goes. That, well, maybe. Um so uh, I, I, I feel I like my men like I like to <laughs> strong and black. <laughs> you weren't expecting that there, were you? I was not expecting that. <laughs> Continue with your story. Well what yes. So I went along and I filmed this particular event and I filmed <laughs> Oh, wait, I can't get my $1,327,940,000,000 until I pay $12.99. What the hell? It's okay, Dylan, to quote, because when we did the, when we did the uh, recordings for um, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation TV show, Ron couldn't keep a straight face for about five or ten minutes. Yeah, the camera. trying to do something live with Steve Parsons is terrible. I, I, I can't even look at it. So anyway, okay. I found this particular event... Mm-hmm. Um, and this group had set up all the cameras, and they'd spend about two hours setting up. So I just did some general shots of them, um, explaining how they use an EMF meter, explaining how they use a teddy bear which lights up. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, explain- no, iguana, but, you know. No, it's not iguana, no. But I'll, I'll get Steve to bring one of these teddy bears over a few next year. Okay. Um, how they talk to a, a torch... Um, and so it light up and um, how we use an EMF meter to light up and answer questions. And then I had that intercut with Steve, mm-hmm, giving mm-hmm. his explanation as to why these things, you know, possibly don't work. Oh, my um, God. Well, the, the, the group that I filmed weren't very happy, not with the content, but with the context of how it was filmed. They uh, claimed it showed them in a bad light. Um, no, no. Which was, I, the lighting that, was the lighting that bad? You didn't well, use IR? Or? The lighting was great. I filmed oh. it. Um, oh. But they showed the, it claimed that they showed them in a, in a... Perhaps didn't represent them in the right way. Oh, that's a shame. Um, which is wrong, really, because it was... So a, they su- they're suing your ass, out of the words. Oh, no, no, because they signed disclaimers. So then... Oh, uh, that's a shame. That's really a yeah. shame. And, I, and I've still got the copies... So, um, oh, that's, that's terrible. Oh. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghosts Chronicles. Excuse and me? You, that, that was uh, Steve playing around with the, um, if you the go YouTube to, video. If you want to actually watch that particular video that we're referring to, if you go to www.theghosthunter.webs.com, you can watch, uh, if you click it on screen, and then The Ghost Hunter, you'll be able to see it for yourself. Oh, wow. Anyways, we've got to actually take a break. We'll talk about this a uh, little bit more, how they're going to sue your ass and uh, and take all your firstborn children and uh, everything else. So, uh, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Well, let's not put the name of our name on the show. We are welcome to Stir in the Pot, uh, stir in the pot with, uh, with uh, my good friend Mahler. Um, what's her name? And, uh, yeah, and... Uh, 
those guys. So we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojinet Pararex. Um, hey, listen, high atop of Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. The three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you become a symbolologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, a Da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's NEGhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Or call 978-455-6678. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. potato crisp that I'm shoved into my mouth just as the credit said. And welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles The Next Generation. My name is Anne Kerrigan and we're joined tonight by... Dylan Jones. You're supposed to say Mark Oh, was I? Yeah. Oh, anyway. sorry. Should have prepped me beforehand. No. You'll listen to us live on Togginet, Para-X, the Ghost Channel and beyond, or on our podcast. I doubt if anyone is listening right now. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Or on our podcast, iTunes, Ghostbox, or the Edison Spiricon. Ooh. And if you're still here, I see we've lost a few people out of um, 
out the chat room. You think? You think? Yeah. Both of them have now gone. Anyway, before the break, we were talking yeah. to our guest tonight, our very special guest tonight, radio producer and uh, cleric, celebrity Dylan Jones, um, the man who cheated death on countless occasions, uh, fought Al-Qaeda single-handedly, and whose wife is got a pair of frog's legs on her head. I think she's dressing up as... Um, what was that film that... Um Angelina Jolie was in the man they couldn't kill. No, no, the other one. The book? No, no, no. no. Well, she played the witch. The name escapes me. Wizard of Oz. No, that Disney film. That was wicked good. No, the other one. The one with Bette Midler. No, um, I can't think what it was called. Yeah, thank God. So let's move along. Yeah, yeah. You're the host. We're just filling time. So. Dylan, you're, you're the guest, so just yeah. tell us what you want to tell us. So, well, we were having this conversation, weren't we, about this um, what the, this piece that I'd filmed. Exactly. Uh, and you said about them taking my children. Like, they, they, they're welcome to my ex-wife, but not my children. Ah, okay, okay. So, anyways, they they did not like the way you filmed this. No, you the way you filmed it was all fine. They didn't, you just portrayed them in a, a, a uh, uncomplimentary light. I guess. Maleficent. Maleficent, of that's course. it. Oh. How could we be so stupid? So I, so, I so I understand that they actually uh, forced you two to take it off the air because it was so uh, an infringement of their uh, rights? No, they just didn't like the context, um, but they weren't able to do anything about it because there's nothing wrong with the context. I think mm -hmm. if you actually watch it, um, you'll see my point that there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if if people want to carry on talking to a teddy bear and make the lights light up, I like the, that. The, um, but Steve, like, that's like staring at an iguana, you know. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about this iguana. By the way, yeah. should make a career out of staring at an iguana. Steve yeah. is Steve is so jealous of my iguana. Joey, he he's got he's got iguana envy. I think it is. I think it really is. So. And for those who don't know what we're talking about is, of course, that uh, during Spirit Quest, uh, Demons and Angel, uh, uh, a, a friend of mine, Mr. Uh, Keith Johnson, a uh, demonologist from uh, Ghost Hunters, uh, came to do a presentation on Demonology 101. And while he was there, he presented me with uh, an iguana, which may or may not be haunted. Has so, anything happened, Rob? I actually, you know what? I came into my office uh, just recently, and it was a mess. So I think it's fooling around when I'm not around. Mm. It's a good excuse. Yeah, I, I really do. I really do. I think it's. Uh, I had to take a, a, a couple of uh, Padre Pio's uh, artifacts and push it around the, the four corners of the office to kind of keep them organized and uh, so forth. But it, it seems to be working. The, the iguana has retreated. <laughs> Steve also was telling me that um, you went on a, some interesting trips and went, is it the, the USS Salem? Yes, that's a, uh, a heavy cruiser, uh, a uh, World War II era, actually a little bit after, but that was built during the... the, the that looked absolutely fascinating. We, we've, got a, we've got a ship... Um, over in the UK, in Bristol Harbour, called um, the SS Great Britain, which has really? got a, yeah, which has got a very haunted reputation. So, what what is the Great Britain? What what type of uh, class of ships is she? 
which is a very small um, Victorian era ship, I believe. Um, Isambard Kingdom Brunel was the uh, the designer and architect of the uh, the ship. Um, it sailed um, from Britain to Australia uh, and was at one time, I think, the f- one of the fastest ships afloat. Mm. Uh, and Does she have, uh, you know, cannon? Is that is that what she's on with? No, no, she was. Um, it's called Av. She she was she wasn't um, a, a warship in any way. She was a, a transporter ship. Oh, a transport uh, ship. Okay. But uh, so, so you wait a minute. You name your ships Britain. You, uh, you yes, it's Great Britain. And it's not even a warship. No. Oh, that's kind of a waste. But go ahead, no. carry on. You know, it's a good show. It's, it's, it's like it's like uh, naming a garbage skull in the United States. I've been willingly charged them because, but I popped up to hear that you. What did you just say? We we named a non-warship the SS Great Britain. Now this is a country that named a giant ocean liner the United States. Ah, excuse me. The SS United States. Hmm. Right, of course, because she was the fleet the uh the uh so was the great britain in its day oh okay fine i think if, if my history serves me right i think it was actually um outrunning the uh, the american ships of that era yeah sure but it's very haunted but that's fact, you know that's something the british right. did quite a bit back in those days is outrun the ships because they mm-hmm. certainly didn't want to fight <laughs> Moving right along. And and rather quickly, too, if I were you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so you were aboard this ship, and uh, it was haunted, and so did you have any experiences while you were there? I didn't, no, um, but a lot of people do have, um, have reports. Um, of what? Of all sorts of um, apparitions of a Victorian uh, woman and children on board, mm-hmm. also former captain. Uh, who has been uh, who disappeared at sea? Some say suicide. Some say that he was murdered. Some say he'd been on Chronicles International <laughs> and never seen again. <laughs> so it's, if you ever come over to the UK, Ron, I will take you there and show you around. Oh, that's that's uh, great because Steve's not taking me anywhere. He's <laughs> I, I've got to go to his house and I don't know what else he's taking me. It's like wow, I traveled three thousand miles to take to this posh house on the hill. So. It's lovely. It's lovely. It is on a hill, but it's it not is. a house. It's a castle. More of a castle. Oh, castle. Oh, okay. There you go. So thank you, Dylan. I, I, I'm looking forward to that, too. So we are, in fact, crenellated. Actually seeing something in the UK. We are, in fact, crenellated. We've been crenellated. So that does entitle us to call ourselves a castle. Although Ron is a lord of the manor. So. I am. I am. Actually, uh, I, I have titled land in the UK albeit a foot and a half, but it's still titled. Uh, so that makes me a lord, so you may kiss my ring, that's fine. <laughs> but anyways, back no. to, uh, you know, why, did, I mean, there was just, a, I just posted on my Facebook page, Ronald Kolick, about a ship that just turned up on um, Somalia or someplace, I don't know, someplace in Africa, read, read the article about a ship, that, a tanker that disappeared and was discovered uh, washed up with no crew on board or anything. And th- there are many, many ports, reports throughout history. Yeah, all washed up like the show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the show was washed up as soon as we opened it. That's besides the point. <laughs> this, is because, this is because our, our main host, 
the man who created the Ghost Chronicles brand, this international brand that's bigger than Converse and Gillette, mm. has just won two billion. Yeah. And doesn't care. But you know, he hasn't said he's going to give you any. I wouldn't want him. I'm laughing one of those $4 mini Denny's meal. I can feed all of the UK, probably. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah don't trust him. He'll make you buy your own. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'll, I mean, why, why do you think, Stephen, and let me ask that question to you, and this is almost serious, is well, that why do you think we have so many reports of ships that, that uh, you know, turn up with with crews that are missing? I mean, it's uh, quite a few of them through history. And... Uh, even that lighthouse, we had a lighthouse uh, right off. Uh, so you you had sent me uh, an article about them uh, where the three lighthouse keepers disappeared. Uh, is this? I mean, is it is it really ghosts or paranormal or, or alien abduction? I don't know. I mean, I'm confused. Or just carelessness. I mean, carelessness. Well, yeah. I mean, boats are notoriously. I mean, they move up and down. They're surrounded by water. The decks are quite narrow and slippery, and people mm-hmm. fall off them um, with depressing regularity. However, um, I mean, the lifeboat, the life, um, the lighthouse you're referring to, the Smalls Lighthouse, mm-hmm. off the off the West Wales coast, not very far, about thirty eight miles as the crow flies from here. Yeah. Uh, it was. Two, oh, you have crows in the UK. We have one or two left. Mm. Uh, cool. They belong to the Queen, right? Uh, yes, along with the swans. She likes a bit of colour balance. Uh, the the lighthouse is the, the Smalls Lighthouse, or the events that took place on the Smalls Lighthouse are the reason why, uh, historically, there were always three lighthouse keepers. It was up until that time, and I can't remember the dates, so, and I'm not going to Google it, but there used to be two lighthouse keepers on every uh, Trinity House lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And one of these lighthouse men were, were died, um, and his body was suspended outside, and a storm had blown up. So his, they couldn't get out to change the crew of the of the, of the lighthouse, and his body hung outside the lighthouse for a period of six or eight weeks. Mm. Whilst his partner indoor inside, of course, was convinced that you know he had to convince the, the authorities that he hadn't murdered his partner. Um, so he, he couldn't dispose of the body, which was rotting outside and flapping in the wind. And the guy, the surviving lighthouse keeper, of course, nearly went mad. And that was the reason why thereafter Trinity House, who were the authority who look after the lighthouses in Britain, um, put three keepers into every lighthouse so that um, they could enjoy a menage a trois or two could gank up and kill right. one. Except for the smallest lighthouse in the UK, which is yeah, well, yes, one, one person the light, uh, one of the smallest lighthouses, probably the smallest lighthouse in the world. I would guess um, is actually a street light, which is um, situated on a, on the, the end of the harbour, and it's a converted Victorian gas lantern. Yeah. Uh, but it's officially designated as a, as a lighthouse. It right. does have a red red light in it. So. It does have a red light, but we have a. I mean, lighthouses are not always um, white lights. That you do get a range of colours. In uh, fact, absolutely. We often have many, I mean, here in West Wales, we have several bicoloured lighthouses where, depending on the angle you're approaching the lighthouse from, you will see either a red light or a white light. If you obviously mm-hmm. if you see a white light, you're, you're coming in safely towards it. But if you see a red light, then you need to veer away, steer away from the lighthouse. And, of course, Wales does have a reputation for, as a wreckers coast, doesn't it? Where oh, they used, really? Yeah, they used to attract the, uh, the ships onto the rocks so they yeah. could... They could loot the cargo by pretending to be a lighthouse. By pretending to be lighthouses, right? Yeah. We had those in the U.S. They were called moon cussers. Mm. 
I saw because they they would cuss the full moon because that would you know that would show that their tricks were up. So that's that's why they're called moon cousins. But yeah, they they would absolutely attract them. And the interesting thing too about uh, lighthouses, you know, is, is that I'm the chairman of the board of uh, the Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses, and and Portsmouth Harbor is green, and Whaleback, which we own. Uh, flashes tw- white twice out, and those are th- their signatures. So you you do know where you are. This is way before GPS. You you know if you saw all the lighthouses were the same, and you saw a flashing light, you might think it might be Whaleback, but you might actually you know be up at Owl's Head or somewhere. So uh, the, each one has their own distinctive signature, which uh, tells you you know what lighthouse it is. So that's that's you know an interesting fact that I just told you. So there you go. You've learned something this day. Oh, why are you typing the Great British Bake Off? I am not typing for that. I'm just trying to look for something. Dylan is currently Googling something, so the Great British Bake Off. You guys so, get hungry, is British... that the problem? No, I'm just wondering what he's doing, because he's just hijacking. I have no idea. I have no idea. No. So anyways, uh, Steve, you, you made it back to uh, Wales, which was, uh, and I'm sure they had a big parade when you returned, uh, as usual. The conquering Harrow has returned from the colonies. The so. longest return journey I think I've ever had the... Um... Well, all the parades along the way is what did it. You know, it just took so much time. You would like to imagine. Sure, what's so, not working. Just anyway, that doesn't work. Yeah, fine. Pay attention. Sorry, Dylan's trying frantically to do something, but he's just discovered his own website doesn't work. It does work. You've got a faulty computer. I have. Uh, what are you trying to do? I was just looking for some of the stories associated with Wales. Oh, uh, well, there um, we are. There and we are some of the. Uh, just ask Steve. He knows he's investigated them all over there. Dylan's Welsh. I've um, from the flying monkey to the uh, where. Back. So, anyways, uh, anything come up? Are you going back to Ireland again, Steve? Uh, I don't think I'm allowed at the moment. Do I? The White Lady, there we are, Bridget. Yeah, Bridget, yeah. You can do that one next entry. On to Ireland, anyway. The Haunted Ruby. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this isn't dead air. Dylan's going to tell us some Welsh ghost stories in a minute when he can find one. It's not using your computer. It's it works not. the same. Deals. Yeah, that's, there's like so many that. ghost stories that you, you have to look for them that hard. Uh, you're in trouble. So, uh, anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. It's confused ghost myself. Stories. And uh, which, which one are you actually looking for? Uh, we so, have, so well, Dylan, guys are, well, they're looking for ghost what stories. Website, I don't like, what website is it that you're actually looking for, Dylan? What, what, what is this website that you maintain? That we're looking at now. It's it, called the the Great British Ghost Tour. Which is a, why, why would we want to be looking at the Great British Ghost? Well, it's a, a bit what? of a virtual tour around the UK, different uh, haunted locations. And I was just oh, having, really? yeah, I was just having a look for some of the uh, ones associated with uh, the Welsh coast. Have you got search bar on this? No, not yet. Ah, that would make it harder to find. Something's maybe. going on in the back of my mind about which place it was, but uh, yeah, it's West Wales, uh, all this sort of Swansea coast, where uh, there's some. Some of the wreckers that used to operate. Mm-hmm. So Go that, on. Uh, and, and some of them frequent uh, in apparitional form, according to the sources, that... Uh, Quick read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and that uh, yeah, that they uh, used to lure the. Um, so are like, you saying uh, that well, we have seen the ghost of records? Is that what I'm getting, well, or are you just babbling on, on no particular? What he doesn't know is that there's one legend that survived intact through. Um, the location varies, but it probably indicates around Cardigan Bay, which is about 20 miles north of where we are. And it's the story of an old man and his wife who worked as wreckers on the coast, and they would set the false lights, uh, which we talked about earlier, luring the ships onto the rocks and plundering the remains. And after a night of particularly heavy weather, they heard a sailing ship was beating in from the west, and they set their lights and retired uh, to bed to, to see what would you know transpire over the night. And the ship did, in fact, ground and most of the crew died on the rocks that night oh nice morning they went out to the beach to pick over the spoils and at the water's edge lay a man he was half dead his body was rolling with the waves there could be no survivors obviously and the old man took a rock and smashed the sailor over when he turned the body to search for his pockets he found it was actually his much loved and only son a boy who had gone to sea several years before Mm-hmm. No, this is yeah. But what I was looking for, and actually part of the article it's got here, it's just actually associated with different parts of uh, the Welsh coast. Um, so the same story has been used in a few different areas, and that's one of the things you tend to find, isn't it? About uh, it's like the Crybaby Bridge in the States, right, where right, right. the same story takes place but in a number of different locations, and there are a number of wreckers' tales around the uh, the Welsh coast. Um, that are all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So, what are you saying, Dylan? Uh, I'm saying that there's a number of stories that are the same in the same oh, in different okay. locations. So, West, it, does, that, does that necessarily mean that these stories are not necessarily true? That's one of the possible explanations for it. Okay, because uh, there are, you know. You know, there were many rakers, uh, moon, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so it's it's like, you know, seeing a ghost in a traffic accident. I mean, there are, you know, thousands and thousands of people died in traffic accidents. It doesn't necessarily make the story untrue. It doesn't. You're right. But then mm-hmm. it, it certainly is a, a story that catches the imagination, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's very easy to transplant it from one place to the next. Right. Uh, But, I mean, I don't know. Couldn't similar instances... I mean, there is creative uh, or simultaneous invention. Uh, Isn't that a possibility? I mean, the world is is vast, and and many people sometimes think alike from different parts of the world and come up with the same ideas. It's so, you know, you could actually have the same type of incidents, which do occur all over the world, and so the stories would be similar. So I, I don't have to necessarily dissuade people from saying just because they are similar or the same that they're not necessarily true. That's what I would say. Oh, no, you've got to weigh each story on its merits. Exactly. So this website of yours, you want, to, you want to explain it to us a little bit? Yeah, it's a bit of a virtual tour around uh, Great Britain. So uh, you can, at the moment, it's very much a work in progress. And I, I think it's one of these kind of websites that will, uh, that will always be updated with uh, different places added to it. Uh, so very much places around the UK 
case, you can click on, for example, um, where we are right now in, uh, in glorious Pembrokeshire and have a look at what stories uh, are going around there and hopefully point you in the right direction of some, uh, some other sources where you can read the fuller stories as well. And so the next revision will include the search bar. Yes. Uh, so the stories, are those put on by the, the viewers of the site or, or by the administrator? By the administrator, which would be me. Uh-huh. And and do people comment on these st- stories, or are they just uh, put up there? I, I just put them up there, so I'm I'm sort of researching them and adding them and looking at how different accounts from one version to another, uh, mm-hmm. because you'll find the same accounts in different books, and there are some very often there's some striking um, differences between what appears in one book. To what appears in another. Oh yeah. So that is giving the um, the reader the opportunity to go and have a look for themselves. Mm-hmm. So do you put your sources on the website as well? Yes. Oh, that's excellent. That's it. So you can, it doesn't include. Uh, sometimes it'll include the ISBN number uh, for the book or the actual sources themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Now, if someone read one of your stories on the Go site and and had additional information on that particular haunting or, or, or that location, could they contact you? Is there a, a contact thing on the website where they could contact you and give you the updated information or the information that they have? Yeah, they can go to the contact page and uh, they can get in touch. Mm-hmm. And so this website is called what? GreatBritishGhostTour.co.uk Okay, .co.uk, there you go. So uh, it sounds interesting, and, and we we should put it up on our page. Uh, Hopefully, um, in the near future, we're going to start putting some uh, some films on there as well, which is really? some and some audio that we want to uh, I want to start producing to get on there. Okay, so I want to go back to we're running out of time actually. So I, I want to go back to the the uh, the bit you did with uh, Steve Parsons, and a group took exceptional to it. Now. You know, you did something that, unfortunately, a lot of people don't do, and that includes many event companies that, that they don't really sign, have people sign waivers, and uh, uh, that that's an important thing of of ghost events, don't you think, Steve? As well, um, certainly, if you're going to go on film or on camera, I think if you're then going to, yeah, I think it's Dylan's covered. He, he covered his ass with that with that waiver, um, mm-hmm. and it's something that a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people go into people's houses, they go into people's places of work, and they film away, and then they put the, the results of the investigation footage online onto Facebook and onto social mm-hmm. media. And there really isn't any protection for for the, the people's homes or, or offices or workspaces that, that that are being portrayed in this way. Which is, uh, but Dylan had done it properly because he was a um, a proper filmmaker and understands the the the, the, you know, the, ne- the necessity for uh, regulation for protecting oneself and also for protecting the person that you're portraying because because you know often the pizza bell will go for no reason at all when you're in the middle of saying something. Um, but I think in, in this instance, the fact that there was a release form uh, has saved quite a lot of stress for all the parties involved. I agree. I absolutely agree. So, Dylan, have you done anything else besides this uh, one video? 
uh, definitely a couple of uh, radio documentaries. Um, looking one, looking at uh, what a parapsychologist does in their day to day life, uh, which Ooh. was quite interesting. Um, balancing what you see on television to what they actually do, uh, and also one exploring electronic voice phenomena and speaking to different people who uh, research it. Um, and that that was very very interesting as well. Uh, but are, those, more... are those available somewhere? Uh, they are available, um, and you can go to... We will put the links onto the Ghost Chronicles yeah. International Facebook page before the end of this day. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Hopefully, there will be more to come in the forthcoming weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. So, uh, you know, uh, for, you, you were into radio, and now, now you're into a lot more video. Uh, it, do you find it a different media to work with? And we're about a minute left in this, so I mean, do you find it a more enriching media, or I think radio is much easier because it's a lot less, um, a lot less to do in terms of radio. Uh, mm-hmm. Filming is much more difficult because there's a lot more that you need to consider. You know, I, I started out uh, my paranormal career in actually producing a, a, a ghost show um, in fact it was one of the first uh, reality based ghost shows on commercial TV in the United States Little few people know that but anyways uh, people don't realize that you know in order to produce a half an hour show you have hours in, of uh, video to go through edit and everything else and back when I did it was all analog which was oh excruciating yeah yeah. So, anyways, there's the music, so we got to go. Thank God. So, uh, we've been Survive listening. You've been listening to some show on Tojinet, Pararex, uh, Paranormal, and uh, whatever, Planet Paranormal and Beyond. And our special guest has been uh, Dylan. And uh, we'll be back. Ron's won two billion, and he won't be here next week. Uh, there you go. So, till next time, good night and God bless. Thank God bless. Good night. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.